Sunday that we were going to talk about breaking bondages and breaking uh, chains in our lives. Has anybody ever, you know, felt like there were just chains holding you down? And it's like, I don't know what's going on, but I just can't break free, right? Uh, anybody felt that way besides me? Yeah, me too. And uh, anybody uh, felt that way uh, more than a couple of times? Yes, amen. <laughs> it's like, why is this, why can I just let this go? And uh, so I want to talk about some of that tonight. Tonight would be called uh, spiritual or supernatural benefits, amen? Supernatural benefits. And I want to make this statement to you. This is so important. Supernatural things, how many people want supernatural things? Do you want just normal stuff to happen in your life, or do you want the power of God to come in? Do we serve an all-powerful God? Do we serve a supernatural God, or is He just normal? He's normal for Him, but compared to our normal, that what we call normal, He's not normal. He's supernatural, right? Amen. Well, and we are supposed to be walking in normal things or supernatural things? supernatural things that's right we're walking in those things and so when we're walking in supernatural things this is what I wrote down supernatural things happen in our lives because we apply supernatural principles now I know that simple I know that that was not rocket science but do you know how many people including myself that I have seen us not walking in any of the supernatural power of God because we haven't been applying supernatural principles. Fleshly things happen in our lives because we apply fleshly principles. Fleshly things happen because we apply freshly, fleshly principles. I'm messing up my... Yeah. Switching, switching around some consonants there. So... I don't want to walk in just normal, what the world calls normal. And I don't believe that God wants us to walk in what the world calls normal. He wants us to walk in the supernatural things. And so in order to walk in supernatural power of God, we've got to apply some supernatural principles and stop making excuses to walk in fleshly principles. It's easy to walk in fleshly princi principles. Yes, now I'm, now I'm messing it up in my head. <laughs> It's easy to walk in fleshly principles, but if we want to walk in the supernatural, then we have to apply supernatural principles. We have to make these things happen. I feel like I need to say that again ten more times because I think we need to meditate on that. Take that home. Meditate on that. Am I? All right. And, and examine yourself. Ask these questions. Is what I'm doing right now, is it fleshly or supernatural? Is it fleshly? This thought I'm thinking about my spouse or about you know, my co-worker or whatever, is it fleshly or supernatural? Because when it, all of a sudden we flesh out on that person and, or, or we're just under this big load and we, can't, we feel like we can't carry it, we're experiencing fleshly principles because, I mean fleshly results because we have applied fleshly principles. But if we will apply supernatural principles, we will experience supernatural things. 
So in other words, when somebody does that thing to you and you say, hey, I just, I, I forgive that. I drop it. I let it go. Lord, thank you for taking me to the victory. I just praise you, Lord. I put on a garment of praise and I let go of a spirit of heaviness. This is a supernatural principle. And so this is how we step into supernatural things. Supernatural things happen in our lives because we apply supernatural principles. Fleshly things happen in our lives because we apply fleshly principles. Let's turn to Isaiah 58, 6. Tonight I want to talk to you about fasting. Fasting is a supernatural principle. But the truth of the matter is, I, I am shocked. I truly am. I am shocked at the number of people who are fasting today in a bad way, like in a negative way. I am shocked at the small amount of people that are fasting, you know, that claim to be Christian. And Jesus said it like this. He said, they said, why don't your disciples fast? He said, well, the bridegroom's here. They have no need to fast. But when he goes away, he basically says, they're going to need to fast. They're going to need to. But I am time after time after time, and if this is you, don't feel bad about it necessarily going into the future. Just make a change and start applying a supernatural principle of fasting in your life, and, and you'll start to see some supernatural results. But if you, this has been you, don't feel bad about it and don't get under condemnation for it, but do make a change. I can't tell you the number of times I've talked to Christians and they've said, I've, I've never fasted before. And I'm thinking, how is that possible? Because fasting is such a great thing. And one of the things that it does is it breaks the, the yokes of bondage over our lives. It breaks those chains off of us. And a lot of people are bound up, held down because they're not applying supernatural principles. And so if you want the benefits of the supernatural power of God, we've got to apply the supernatural things that he's laid before us. One of those things is fasting. I'm going in uh, to... Uh, I want to kind of be open and honest with you today, not because I, I recommend that you do this on a regular basis. I don't. The Word says when you're giving and you're doing things for the Lord, don't let the left hand know what the right hand is doing. However, as a teacher and as a pastor in this situation, it's good for you to hear experience. It's also good for us to come together as one body and do things in unity and in one accord. I just want you to know I'm getting ready to go into a time of uh, prayer and fasting. Uh, in the beginning of the new year, I'm going to take an extended fast. And I want to talk some of the specifics to you about that because uh, it's important for us to understand. Let me just read you this scripture here in Isaiah 58.6. Is this not the fast which I choose to loosen the bonds of wickedness? To loosen the bonds of wickedness. Do you, would you like to have some bonds of wickedness loosed off of you? Ever feel like they're choking you out? Ever feel like they're you know, just not doing a good job for you? Would you like the bonds of wickedness loosed from you? A fast is what does that. To undo the bands of the yoke. 
There's a yoke. A yoke is what keeps you always treading out the things, the fleshly things, the, the corruption of the world. The yoke keeps you yoked up, carrying the weight and the bondage of that. And a fast will break that yoke. And to let the oppressed go free and break every yoke. This is what a fast does. This is why me personally, Nicole and I and our family too, the girls as well, we're moving into a time where we're going to fast, right? And we're going to do, uh, I in particular, I'm doing an extended fast. And when I say extended fast, I, I don't know that that's necessarily a biblical term, but when I say extended fast, I mean uh, more than three weeks. Like three weeks, no food. That's what I'm talking about, okay? Because some people, they don't know, they, they're, not, they're not familiar with fasting. They don't understand. You mean you can go three weeks and not eat? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Y'all just saw me get real skinny a few weeks ago, right? Why do you think I got that way? It wasn't sickness. It was I was fasting. Well, it takes an extended period of time to drop as much weight as I did, right? It's an extended period of time. But if you've never done that before, I don't recommend that you just start out like that unless you have heard an absolute word from God. And before you did that, I'd recommend you talk to your pastor about it and let him help you discern, did I hear from God or not? But we can build up to it. Here's the thing about it. It won't kill you. Matter of fact, it'll get you real healthy. <laughs> it'll actually uh, break a bunch of physical problems in your body and kind of reset your body so that it will function the way that God created it to function. It's actually a very healthy thing if it's done correctly. Also, so at the beginning of the new year, and I want you to pray and ask God, Lord, what do you want me to do? Now, if the Lord tells you something, can you do it or not? Yeah. Well, if he tells you, then and it was God, and we know that it was God, then you're capable of carrying out his command, right? Amen. So if, if, you're, if you go to the Lord, do you have any risk whatsoever to ask him what he wants you to do? No, you don't have any risk in that. Why? Because whatever he tells you, you are more than capable of doing. So you can go to the Lord. I want you to ask, Lord, would you have me fast any? Now, some people will say that you can fast anything, right? I mean, I can fast uh, sugar. I can fast this. Some people will say that you can only fast food. That's the only thing that, that you can fast is, is actually eating stuff. So when... But you'll find in the Bible that I've found that there's multiple things that you can fast. Uh, we're not talking about all of that tonight. But I'm just telling you that most of the time, though, when it talks about a fast in the Bible, it is talking about food. Most of the time, it is talking about food. So when we talk about fasting, the majority of what we should be talking about is doing a fast from food. But there are other things as well. For example, something that I, I, I'm starting tomorrow uh, is I'm going for one year, one year, and I'm, not, I'm fasting all media, right? I'm not watching any movies, TV, football games. <laughs> football games, see, that's my flesh. My flesh wants I'm not reading any books. I'm not reading the newspaper. I'm not reading an, a news website. 
I'm not scrolling on Facebook. I'm not scrolling on Instagram. I'm fasting every bit of input except for the Word of God. That's it. Or preaching, but I'm not even going to go to preaching or another book unless I feel specifically led by the Holy Spirit to go there. Now that starts tomorrow. So that's my, that's my fast. So it will go, what is tomorrow, the 22nd? So it will go... From So that fast will go from uh, the 22nd of 2016, come on around here, 2016, and it'll go into the December 21st of 2017. No media whatsoever. Now, why am I doing that? I'm doing that because I only want one thing going in. See, whatever you put into your heart and into your mind, you have to deal with. And if it is carrying any piece of corruption, thank you, if it is carrying any piece of corruption in it, which all kinds of media does, all you got to do is just look at some stuff and you'll, you can have temptations and everything else. And so the Lord has specifically told me, Brian, I want you to not put anything in but me. I went, wow, okay. So that means that I'm going to take that year and I'm only getting the pure stuff of God. I don't want it diluted, not one bit, from one piece of the world. Now what are you going to see out of that? I don't know everything that God's going to do out of that. I've never done that before. I've done, I've done that for a period of time. I think a month I've done that before. But so if y'all don't see me, you know, liking your post on Facebook, you'll know why. Don't get mad at me. But uh, that's, you know, I'm not going to be just scrolling like that. Well, why would you do that? Well, to loosen the bonds of wickedness, to undo the bands of the yoke, of the yoke and to let the oppressed go free and break every yoke. See, for as a pastor, it's not just for me. The things that I do affect you directly. Matter of fact, some of you right now today are walking in a breakthrough that was the results of my personal fast in a couple of months ago. And I've seen stuff that a lot, some people don't even realize that happened because I was fasting for you, right? Well, it's not just for us, it's for other people as well to break, listen to this last part of this verse. Let the oppressed go free and break every yoke. That's not just talking about your yokes. It's talking about I'm carrying an anointing. What, what breaks the yoke? The fatness and the anointing is how the word describes it. That breaks every yoke. And so uh, it says basically that when you fast, you put on an anointing, you step into an anointing that allows the yokes to be destroyed. It allows the bondage and, and the pressure and the corruption of the world to break. Well, I don't want, you know, the word talks about this. It says you have many voices, right, but not many fathers. In other words, this world and its corruption, it, it man, it will just throw so many voices at it. And now I read a... Um, I read a study, and I forget the exact numbers, but I think it was around 19, 
50. Seems like that's about right. It was either like 1950 or 1970. The number of, um, let me think of the exact word. I remember the, the number of things that a person had read or was advertised to them, like in the newspaper or on a billboard that they went by, was something like 300 per day. 300 a day. Today, it's over 3,000. Now, that's just talking about people trying to get, they're trying to get their thoughts into your head. There are many voices in the world, but we only want to hear one. We only need to hear one. And if we will learn how to cut out the other voices, then all of a sudden we are dealing in supernatural things. And if we can apply supernatural principles, we will walk in the supernatural power of God. But if we will constantly give way and lead, lead our, uh, leave options for fleshly things in our lives and uh, fleshly principles, then we will receive fleshly things. And we will just walk out a normal life and it'll be beat up and you'll be dissatisfied. And, and you will not be, the reason you'll be dissatisfied is you are not carrying out who God has called you to be. And because of that, your joy will not be full. But if we will learn how to step into supernatural things, we will see, uh, or in supernatural principles, we will see supernatural things. But that takes effort. It takes decisions. It's not something that just happens to you. Let me read this. Hebrews 11.6. And as you're turning there, I want to, so I want you to pray. So in the new year, I'm going to do an extended fast, starting probably January 1st, 2nd, or 3rd, something like that. That's when I'll start. And uh, then I'm going to go for an extended fast. I want you to join with me. If it's just, you know, for two or three days, you know, that's fine. I don't, you just ask the Lord and hear from Him. If it's a week, awesome. If it's two weeks or three weeks, awesome. If it's longer than that, awesome. Just ask the Lord. I promise you, you can do it. You may need some coaching and I can tell you some things about it because there are some things to learn about your body and what it will do and how it will react and what it will try to get you to do, you know. Because your body, your flesh, you know, when we are reducing the number of voices to the voice of God in our life, you will find that your flesh has one of the strongest voices out there. <laughs> it is a strong voice, and you want to find out just how strong it is? Fast. You'll find out real quick that that flesh's voice is strong. And we're used to listening to it. It sounds like this. Uh, Eat another piece of that cake. <laughs> it sounds like this. Ah, oh, it's all right. Go ahead, get that soda. You know, that, it's okay. You can watch that movie. You can watch that TV show. It doesn't matter that it's got a bunch of junk in it. Go ahead, watch it. That's what the flesh sounds like. But the spirit, see, and here's the thing. The mindset on the flesh is death. But the mindset on the spirit is life. And life in abundance. And so God told us to fast because what it does is it takes those voices down to the only one that's important. 
That's one of the things. And then all of a sudden, we are listening to the voice that will give us supernatural power and not just the normal of a corrupted world. If we want supernatural things, then we need to do and apply supernatural principles. Fasting is that. Hebrews 11.6 says this, Without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those who seek Him. King James says, those who diligently seek Him. Let me tell you something. Fasting on a regular basis and living a fasted life, that is diligently seeking Him. It's a part of it. Living a fasted life where we are constantly moving in a fast, that is a part of diligently seeking Him. And listen, God is a rewarder. Do you think that you can have two people? Does God love everybody? Does He? Does He reward them all the same? No, this verse tells us that that's not true. So in other words, just be, he can love everybody and ha give them an everlasting love, but that doesn't mean that they walk in the same rewards. Somebody who applies God's supernatural things and diligently seeks him is going to be walking in rewards here on this earth and in the time to come that are going to be higher than somebody that doesn't. If we do supernatural things, supernatural principles, we will walk in supernatural things. Look at this verse, uh, Romans 13, 14. One of the great things about fasting is you really do learn just how strong your flesh is and how strong its voice in your life is. You also learn how to tell it to shut up. And a lot of people, what I see is I see their flesh ruining their life because they're constantly listening to the voice of the flesh. And they don't know how to tell it no. Matter of fact, you hear people say stuff like this. Well, I can't help it. No, you just don't think you can help it. <laughs> you actually can help it and walk out the things of God, but you think you can't because you've given yourself to no discipline. You haven't diligently sought the things of God. You haven't sought supernatural things. I remember, <laughs> I remember uh, Jim Hockaday telling a story one time about uh, you know he, a minister that was frustrated because nobody was praying, nobody was... You know, seeking the things of God. Nobody was fasting, just fussing. And then he went, and he went, and he went to a witch's uh, place. And uh, the witch was a higher up level witch. And you know, witches, whether you believe it or not, they are real, and uh, they do some supernatural things because they operate in some supernatural things. A lot of them understand more about supernatural than Christians do. When Christians got the master key to it. But anyway, so in this, in this process, the witch comes out and, and the witch was fussing. Man, you can't get any of these witches to spend any time meditating everything. It's like the flesh is doing the same thing on both sides, you know. It's like can't get them to do anything, spend any time learning their, learning their curses and stuff like that. And it was something along those lines. But I thought that was the funniest thing because it's some of the same, the flesh is a strong, strong motivator. And we don't realize how strong and how much it, it actually uh, holds us back until you start doing something like fasting. 
or until our eyes are opened to what's actually going on in the spirit realm. So what we need to do is we need to take those voices and we need to filter them down to the only one that counts. Fasting helps you do that. Romans 13, 14 says, But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no, no, no provision, no provision for the flesh in regards to its lust. Make no provision, none. This is command. We, how much of the lust of the flesh, how much of the flesh saying, do it my way, give me my comfort, are we supposed to give in to? None. Zero. Well, that's, see, this is why a lot of people don't fast because, they're number one, they're scared. The Word tells us that we need to fast. So if the Word tells us we need to fast, then we should be about that. We should be doing those things. But a lot of times we're scared of it. Why are we scared? Because we're listening to the voice of the flesh that's like, don't stop feeding me! And it's trying to force its will on us. I've had people tell me time and time and time again, oh, I've got to eat, I can't fast. Yes, you can. Actually, you probably need to. That would help the problem that you're having. Now, I'm not just recommending that somebody go out there and just be dumb or, or, or you know, not check medically on those things. But do what you can. Give yourself to the Lord in the best way that you have possible and leave the door open for the Lord to show you what to do. Listen, the Lord knows your body better than a doctor does. The Lord knows your body better than a doctor does. And He's told us to fast. He's told us that this is something that will open up the supernatural in our lives. This is something that will break the yokes in our lives. This is something that will bring tremendous supernatural benefits. It's fasting. And so I want you to pray, Lord, what would you have me do? Maybe you would fast for three days a week or something in the beginning of the new year. Maybe you would go for a month and I'm not putting any media in. You know, maybe you would do that. Maybe the Lord says, no, I got something for you later on. Don't do it this time. Maybe he says, hey, I want you to do something that, that's way beyond what you think you can do. Whatever it is, it would be good for you to ask because, like I said before, anything that you ask of, Lord, of the Lord, you have no risk because if he tells you to do it, he knows better than anybody else what you can and can't do. So he's not going to tell you something that you're not capable of. So I can go to him and ask him, you tell me anything. And I have zero risk because he knows me better. He can see it all. And he's going to tell me the best thing for me. So this one says, make no provision for the flesh flesh in regards to its lust. A lot of times people aren't fasting because they have made provision to the flesh. There ain't no way I'm not eating. I'm eating. Tell you that. Right? That's the kind of talk that a lot of times we'll have in our mind and we've been taught to do that. But yet God says, look, when the bridegroom's gone, the body should be fasting. They should be fasting. Ephesians 4.24 says this, it says, And put on the new self, which in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. Put on the new self. Which new self? In the likeness of God. The one that looks like God. Put on the, the, your new self that looks like God. 
and has been created in righteousness and holiness and truth. You know, a lot of times when people get born again, they just walk out there and they're like, well, I'm born again, now Jesus, do it. Do it. But this verse right here tells us the exact opposite. Just, just do it, Jesus, is not what the Word says. The Word says you put on the new self. That means you've got to make the choice to put the new self on, the one that operates in righteousness and holy and looks like God. You know, did, did Jesus think that fasting was important? Well, yeah. Well, the one that looks like him is the one that's going to be fasting. But that's not just something that is going to happen without you making a conscious decision, I'm going to put it on. I'm going to put that on. And when we put that on, all of a sudden we go back to the other verse and it says this, when you put on that fasting, it loosens the bonds of wickedness. It undoes the bands of the yoke and lets the oppressed go free and breaks every yoke. See, a lot of times, again, I'll repeat that first thing. Supernatural things happen in our lives because we apply supernatural principles. Fleshly things happen in our lives because we apply fleshly principles. So we're walking through life complaining about all the fleshly things, but not applying supernatural things, and we want God to just move in and do the supernatural stuff, but we're not doing it. And that verse we read before about that, listen, God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. He loves them. He might love them with everything He's got, but there are different differences in rewards on this earth and in the time to come based off of people that do the right things, that do supernatural things. You want supernatural results, you do supernatural things. Fasting is one of those things. Sometimes, I wrote this down, if we would just get to the place where we truly submit our flesh, the rise in our life would be magnificent. If we would just get to the place where we truly do not leave any option for the flesh, you would be amazed at how much your life would take off. It's awesome. I'm telling you, as, as somebody who has made some of those decisions, I still got stuff to work on, but when I've made those decisions and stuck to them and left no option for the flesh, the rise is amazing what God can do. The power, the supernatural, it's just, it's out of this world. It's awesome. Why? Because God's word is true. God's word is true. There was a situation, uh, I was listening recent, recently to uh, Bishop David Oyedepo, and he's in Nigeria. He said they were in, I think they had, not exactly it, sure when this was but how he told this story I think it was um, he started out with like 21 people in his church and they were just at a standstill and the Holy Spirit led them into a fast he said and we were on the third day of fasting he said I was sitting there the Lord said get up and follow me he said he walked out and uh, he took him outside the church and told him turn around and he looked and he saw just this darkness covering the church. He said, this is a bondage where it is filtering what I'm doing in my church. And it's filtering it and 
putting in, adding in negative when people hear it. Is basically how he described it. And so David, Pastor David, knew that he was in the light. And the darkness cannot comprehend the light. And so he... In he prayed and that he saw that thing just roll away. He said, then in that, I got a word from the Lord on what to do. That year they went from 21 to 94. The next year they were at 150. Uh, they kept on going. It was like in the next year they were 500 and something, I believe. The next year they were over 1,000. Now they're running, uh, they have 50,000 seat auditorium and they have five services every week, 250,000 and so it's kind of hard to number after that, honestly. They're building a new auditorium, but that's what they're doing. And here's the thing, though. Would that have happened had he not been applying supernatural principles of fasting? Would he have seen it? I don't think so. See, a lot of times we're missing the answers in our lives because we are not applying supernatural principles. Listen to this. Here's, I'm just going to give you the benefits of, of doing a proper fast. All right? Isaiah 58, verse 6. Loosen the bonds of wickedness. Undo the bands of the yoke. Let the oppressed go free and break every yoke. Verse 8. Your light will break out like the dawn. Your recovery will speedily spring forth. Your righteousness will go before you, and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. That'll be your protection. That'll be your protection. You will call, and the Lord will answer. Anybody ever just felt like they're praying, and it's like, God, are you there? There's pieces. Sometimes there's pieces in the Spirit that fasting will break open that communication. It, that's, that's worth it all by itself. You will cry and he will say, God will say, here I am. Verse 10, then your light will rise in darkness and your gloom will become like midday. That means basically the mist of the night and the darkness of night will become as bright as the midday. I'm already out of fingers here. Of all the benefits... The Lord will continually guide you. In other words, He will show you where to go. What's right? What's the right way to go? What's the right path? He will continue and satisfy your desire in scorched places. In other words, even if you find yourself in a scorched place, you'll be satisfied. And give strength to your bones. You will be like a watered garden. And like a spring of water whose waters do not fail, those from among you will rebuild the ancient ruins. You will raise up the age-old foundations. You will be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of the streets in which to dwell. There's a ton, a ton of what we are called to be, a ton of what I would say is the destiny of Christians wrapped up that's unlocked by fasting. It's a supernatural principle. And I would say that we have just been scratching the surface of it and we need to get into it even more. We need to move into it even more. We need to say, Lord, what would you have me to do? What do you want me to do, Lord? 
Lord, how, how would you have me to fast? Would you, you want me to do a fast of food? You want me to do a fast of media? What would you have me to do? Whatever you have me to do, Lord, that will be what I do. Amen? Pastor David said this too. He said, anything supernatural is facilitated by faith. Anything supernatural is facilitated by faith. Anything. If you want the supernatural, it's going to be facilitated by faith. What I'm telling you is, you can, you can sit here tonight or listen to this message. You say, yeah, fasting is good. And, and praise God for all those people that do it. Or you can say, I'm going to receive the supernatural because I'm going to apply supernatural principles and I'm going to have to put on the new self. It's not just going to happen to me. It's not going to fall on me. I've got to make a decision intentionally, purposefully to put it on. And by faith, I'm stepping out into what God's told me to do. I'm going to step out into it. Listen, the first time that I went beyond a week in fasting, I'd never done that before. It challenged me. It challenged my flesh. I, and you go much further beyond that, and you're going to find that not many people have ever gone beyond that. And there's not a lot of people that understand and know what happens to the body beyond that. And there's some beautiful things. I mean, it's absolutely amazing. Again, not just physically, but supernaturally. I believe, without doubt, that there's some of the bondages that have broken off of some of the people's lives here because somebody else was fasting. I believe that. There's tons of benefits of that. But the question is, will we be purposeful, intentional, and say, Lord, I trust you. You are so good. You love me so much. Father, I trust you. What will you have me to do? How long will you have me to fast? I know I'm supposed to fast. How long would you have me to fast? How long would you have me? What kind of fast would you like for me to do? You know, I understand the main kind of fast is food. Is there anything else? In other words, what are we doing? We're taking this flesh and we're submitting it to God. But see, without that, what we're doing is we're constantly making excuses for the flesh and we're going to receive constant fleshly results. But if we will sow supernatural things into, the, into God, we will reap supernatural power of God, supernatural things of God. He said this, uh, Pastor David, he said this, and man, it, it kind of slammed me. He said... Concerning fasting, don't eat away your destiny. <laughs> Ow. Don't eat away your destiny. Fasting is a supernatural principle of God. You should not make excuse for not doing it. You should be doing it. Don't eat away your destiny. And if somebody's watching and you don't like that I said that, then you have to ask yourself, why do you not like that I said that? Because all I'm giving you is the word. Don't eat it away. In other words, God has a supernatural destiny for you. Don't make, let food steal your destiny. Don't let your flesh 
steal your destiny that God has called you to. Amen? Because it's not just your destiny and what you're doing for God either. It's also the benefits that it will bring you individually. They are legitimately out of this world. They are supernatural when you start breaking the bondages and the yokes. So, Father, right now, I just ask that you would open up the eyes of anybody that has never seen the power of fasting before and has never seen the supernatural results. Lord, I just ask that you would put in them a hunger for the supernatural, that you would put in them a hunger for the supernatural things of God, that you would give them a desire and a drive to go after you and stop making excuses for the flesh, but go after you and not let the destiny that you have called on their life to be quenched by giving in to their flesh any longer. Lord, I just ask right now that that would be broken. And Father, we praise you for it and thank you. I ask, Lord, that you would share with each person what is the fast that you would have them choose for you. What is that fast that you would have them go into? Lord, let them pray about it. Let them be strengthened about it. And let them move into it in Jesus' name. Amen. I would, I would offer this to you. If you've got any questions about fasting, uh, links, what it looks like, what you should do, what you shouldn't do, and this particular one, how long should I go, what should it be? You've got any questions about that, you just let me know. I'll help you, you know, move through that and avoid the pitfalls of the flesh and move into the beautiful promises of God. Amen? Because it is awesome and the benefits are supernatural. Amen? Have a great night. We'll see you. And see you on Christmas. It's going to be a great, great service. It's going to be awesome. So let's just worship. You know, Chris, Christmas means to mass for Christ. So let's mass for Christ on Christmas. And let's come and worship the real and true gift in Jesus' name. Amen? All right. Have a great one.